Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a cheeky one. Square! And Spartan! Keeper! More! 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 A brilliantly worked set piece! Skullduggery! Hoodwinkery! Keeper more! Hello,、welcome、to、episode、number、205、of、back of the net、the、AFC、ball、with、podcast。My name's Sam Davis。My name's Tom、Jordan。Tom、let's、get、straight、to、the、point。this、is、going、to、be、a、tricky、one、to、
when you lose the away, when you start to lose the away fans, when the gallows humour kicks in the way it did, you know things are at a turning point. Like either things turn around quickly, or this is only going one direction. Yeah, that that about that about summed it up. To be fair, um, where do you, where do you want to start? Because it's just there was really the only life for me was Tavernier in that game. Who, who really looked like he wanted to do something. Sinistera comes on, the amount of times you see him just stood there with play going on further back and he's not working hard. You got Billing at times is trying his best, but the ones, but in the first 15 minutes of the second half, he took Christie off, put on um, put on Rothwell, and you think, okay, you put that puts Billing in the number 10, or does what I wanted us to just control the midfield a little bit better, actually squeeze up and make sure we dominate the ball. But nothing was working. No matter what we try, just wasn't nothing was coming off. And I don't really know what the plan is from the, in those games. I don't know what the plan is defensively because I think Smith wasn't great, Kirkes was poor, Senesi and Zabani continue to look worse as a pa- partnership every game. Yeah, where, where do you want to go? Because to be honest, you could look all over the pitch and there's flaws in every department at the moment. Right, job. We'll get a few other views as well. Yeah, it's coming on, mate. No really problem. appreciate it. Hi, bud. Yeah, yeah. Hello, mate. What's your name? Bradley. Uh, Bradley. <sighs> Talk to me. What do you think the thing about is, it? right, I never expected no way win. Been a sport for many years. Yeah. And the thing is, we just couldn't get the ball started. We didn't play well at all. I thought when Billing's not an attack and roll, he can't really do too much. And um, as I say, from the start to the finish, Everton won top. And it's just a shame really to come all this way and don't see a good performance. A few people, um, frustrations are simmering over now. A lot of people targeting recruitment, targeting the manager, targeting individual players. Um, where do we go from here? I mean, we've got two massive games now for the rest of, of October before we play Man City in November. You know, for me, you know, I don't expect wins, but I just expect a good performance. And today I just thought we didn't turn up. Um, I'm just a little bit worried now because it's been eight games in, no, no win. We've had good performance prior to this game, but today it's just, I really don't know, mate. I really don't know. Cheers, Carl Bradley, mate. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, where do I start, eh? Yeah, it's just try literally somewhere. from minute one, we we, we didn't we didn't know we wanted to go forward. There's there's so many people that that say that like I've seen people say that if, if if even if we lose our next three games, I'm not going to be Areola out because of the quality of our squad and all of this. But we haven't won in 12 Premier League games. That is mental. And if it, if we said O'Neill or we had somebody else that wasn't that didn't give us all of this, then it's going to be rock and roll football. and It's going to be control chaos whatever it said the only thing is it's control chaos at the back we're, we're honestly we're useless in defense but yeah and anyway back to my point if like when i don't think Oswald's good enough or we're not playing the right players i don't know what's going on but something isn't right at the club not all the players thank the fans at the end we did, didn't look like we were fighting for it nobody looked like they really cared and that uh, and we lost 3-0 this team of Everton players lost 2-1 to Luton and there's no disrespect to Luton but people are labelling them as one of the worst teams in the league which might be fair might be not I don't know but they lost 2-1 to Luton and Luton have only won one game this season so that shows that that they're there for the taking and then we go and get played off the park completely off the park and we deserve to lose the the best chance we had was Keith Moore and we had 3-0 down with two minutes left it's uh, honestly, it's a joke. Um, but I, I, I don't know where we're going to go. Wolves have picked up some good results, like against Man City and stuff. And uh, Burnley, well, Burnley are probably on a similar level to us. Um, but yeah, it's probably a battle of who's, it, which two sides are the, the least bad, could I say? But yeah, it's just I, 
I don't know how long it is until we question Areola. Some people question them now. I've seen, and to be honest, I don't blame them. We got we got we got told that it was going to be this wonderful brand of football that we were going to go in as the underdogs and win these games and do well. And he did well on a shoestring budget of Alicano, and and it's it's at the moment it's gone to pot because you can't in the Premier League you can't keep on taking chances and give him time because he's not showed any signs that that we that, that we're improving or getting better or even better than we were under O'Neill. Under O'Neill, we played badly and we won games but yeah it just it's gone from from not very good start of the season to now it could be panic mode and I, I wouldn't be surprised if our club did something soon because to be honest we, 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 we need to act fast I don't know who there is out there to be honest but maybe I don't know but then he, he's not exactly done like got teams out of relegation scraps so I, 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 I don't know we, um, you never know cheers uh, cheers mate thanks for coming on hi oh, buddy how are you mate you alright Right. No, oh, no, no, I mean, you're not all right. We know I'm that. I'm not all right. No, I don't think anyone's all right. I've travelled four and a half hours up here this morning, half past five this morning, to get here. The best bit about the day is having a beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've come up here. The only reason I've come is because Everton's a winnable game. We've just been stuffed. Absolutely stuffed. Why are we trying to play Spanish ball with championship quality players? I don't know what's wrong. Dom Solanke's trigger shy. Is he ever going to have a shot and goal? I don't know. I mean, it's it on. I don't know about you, mate. I'm getting fed up of watching it. I really am. It was. I think at one stage they registered 20 shots, uh, five of which were on target. We had seven, one of which was on target. Like seven shots, one on target. It's, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's bizarre. I think we probably had more than that in the end. Last five minutes probably skew the stats a little bit because they were switching off. We were had a few half hour oh, chances. Mate, I, I wouldn't even. No, I left. I, you, yeah. I was out here. I was still out here checking my bets come in yeah. I was not in there I didn't want to watch it it's 3-0 to Everton they couldn't buy three points before this game Dude, now they've come here and they've made us look silly how, how, they've made um, us look bottom of the I even think I watched a Luton game before this early kickoff. off I think they look better than us today and arguably at the start of the season I would have said they were favourites to be bottom by far they're in Sheffield United but nowadays I'd be happy to go to the championship maybe we get a win Mate, cheers for coming on. Much appreciate it, bud. Hello, uh, nice. Yeah, we've got to get it. Hello, mate. Come on in. Yeah, good, thank you. What's your name, mate? Omar. Omar. Good to um, see you. Good to see you too. What was that? Well, not good to see that game, though, was it? It was the worst I've seen in a long time. I mean, some people in there say, I didn't go to the, to the Swansea game. People saying, oh, this is bad. It's worse than that. Yeah. We needed this. We really, yeah, yeah. really needed it. And firstly, I don't get the starting lineup. I don't get it. We needed to press, and that wasn't a pressing team. As soon as we started, the first 20 minutes, what were we doing? We weren't pressing. We weren't getting the ball. We were, when we lost the ball, we weren't getting it back. I don't get what Phil Billing was doing, if I'm honest. For the whole match, I don't really see what, his point, what the point of him was. It was just it was just nothing there. We were just letting them go. And also, the first, first part, we just let them go for it. Yeah. A few, a few players in the vlog were questioning... The, the choosing of Dongo Watara, oh, yeah. who's who's been pretty pretty poor, I'd say, so far this season, and I, I it didn't do much to to prove them wrong. No, I during that agree. game. I, I also what, what really irritates me is that we just put Dom out front, and we don't really give him the backup. I was actually really pleased with the substitution. I was really pleased with Kiefer and, and Brooks. I've said for a while that I think that a team of Dom Brooks. Um, it's actually really good to start with, but we didn't go with that, and it was way too late. And the fact that Keith Moore showed us up at the end, now, what the hell? And also for the rest of the season, I just don't get where we build on this. And I, 
I was a massive, until today, I was a massive fan of Areola. I really was. I thought, got to let him go for it. And today, I'm a bit shaky. How far does your, your patient stretch? Within? Two games. Two games. What do you need? Six points or four? Yeah, or? we've got to get six. I thought from these, from the next three, I thought we needed seven. And Max, we're going to get six now. I mean, how long a, do we let it go for? Well, yeah. It's, it, it's a difficult one. A lot of people are going to be asking that. It's a tricky one. And no it's more. not just 3 0, it's just like, it's the points. It's yeah, the points. absolutely, yeah. Thank you for coming on. No, really no. appreciate it, bud. Good to see you, mate. Other cherries. Cheers, mate. Hi, bud. How are you, mate? I'm good. Uh, what's good. your name? Todd. Hello, mate. Um, <sighs> talk to me. I'm pretty I'm, bad. I'm just disappointed. I, I adopted into what Iriola was doing at the beginning. I was happy with with the new system and this high press and it worked for a couple of games where we played Brentford I think we played well for the 90 obviously we, we still have spells where defensively we're so poor where we just can't keep a defensive line but we had we had moments in those earlier games where we did quite well but today we were just so far off at attack I had no idea what they were doing defence just all over the place we couldn't string three four passes together I, I just don't know what what we're expecting to happen with this new system. It seems to be individual errors all over the place because obviously Rothwell against West Ham first game of the season, Kirkers against Brentford. It seemed like for the, their first two goals, individual errors, Zavani gives it away. Yeah. I'd have to watch that Neto one again, but he seems to flail and punch it when he maybe could have caught it. I don't know, but I, I, you know, I don't even know what to say. We no. just we just seem to be lacking confidence all over. Exactly. Well, the thing is, I, the thing that I always question, I don't know what we've brought Radu in for. Mm. He's, he's had Champions League experience. He's a good keeper. And we've got Neto as a captain. And last season, I thought he was off it. Like For a lot of things, yeah, he was good. But he still has so many mistakes in him. And they're really showing in these games. Like This was for us. From the beginning, it was a must-win game. This was three points that we could have easily taken. I know it's away, but Everton, they're going to be down there with us. I know they've had a real grin at, Bra at Brighton, but apart from that, they've not been great. I know they've had some good games that they've not got points from, but so have we when we played Brentford. At Chelsea, we could have easily nicked that game. It could have been OK. But just at the moment, I just don't know what, what we're going to do to make it any better. And I'm sick of watching it at the moment. It's the best way to put it. It's a shame. It's a shame. Todd, cheers for coming on, mate. Other cherries. Steve's there. We'll get Stevie in. And Adam Ensman. Steve's not interested, but Adam. Steve's not interested, but Adam, you, you say a few words. I will come to your dad because I'm sure he'll put things into perspective for us. Probably not in a good way. All right then, Adam. What was good? What was bad? Give me one thing that was good. Give me one thing that was bad. Well, good. The good thing was that when we brought on Kiefer Moore, we were actually playing good balls over to him, so he could actually have shots. Yeah. But the bad thing was was we didn't bring when we brought Matt Aronson it was a bit too late and when we we didn't just we should have brought Semenya on yeah I agree with that it's weird like Kiefer Moore he's only on the pitch for 10 minutes he's getting more shots maybe not on goal but he's attempting more than I think any other player did combined um okay Steve take a breath <laughs> I don't want to talk about it I mean well just tell me what you're feeling then oh dejection yeah. um Disillusion. I mean, we were sold this Iriola magic dream, and we're just not seeing it. This this sexy football, chaotic football, whatever you want to call it, high press, high intensity, and we're just last couple of games we haven't seen. It's been far from that, and it, it's getting to a point where it looks like the players don't believe in it. Um, I, I really hope that's not the case, but the body language isn't good. We're not creating anything. We're not defending well as a unit. Um, that's that's an evidence side that haven't won at home for five, is it? We played Something them into like confidence, that. didn't we? Yeah. And as soon as 
you know, it's individual errors again. You know, Zabani slips for the first goal, it's unfortunate, but the heads go down. You know, the support drops. I mean, it's just an, it, it just brings in a negative vibe around, the, and, and it carried on. Unfortunately, Neto made a mistake for the second goal. Um, maybe a, I don't know, a, a refereeing decision that went up against us for the third. But on the, you know, on the on the basis of the game, we, it was lucky it wasn't more. Well, three 0 flattered us. I thought it did. Yeah, because they they had more chances than that, um, and we really didn't. Let, apart from like Adam said, um, Kiefer Moore's header. I don't remember ever getting off my seat to, to, have, to cheer anything we did. Um, it's a little bit depressing, and now we've got to stew on it for two weeks. Mm. Yeah, and, and for five hours in the car on the way back. I oh, know. I'll oh, enjoy that. But I'll see, oh. you, I'll see you at the service. Yeah, we'll take. All right, mate. Okay, we'll start with the bad news. I mean, Bournemouth are still in the relegation zone, Tom. That was never in doubt after that 3 0 humiliation at Goodison Park. But the good news. We'll caveat this, all right? The baseline track attack. We go on about this baseline track, all right? I'm just going to, for people watching on YouTube, here it is. I mean, I talked about it on the vlog. It means nothing, really, because, yes, we're on course. So, just to explain it for people who've asked me over the weekend, even in the pub, someone was asking. It treats your home games as bankers. So if you drop points there, you get negative. You don't get plus points for winning home games. You get plus points for beating the top six, either home or away, or the other 14 away. So had we beaten Everton, we'd have been on plus three. As it was, theirs was a home banker. So we didn't actually lose or gain any points, nor did they. But the that stat does not reflect how... Bad it was. Everton, I mean, they're on minus five on the baseline track table. That pretty much shows you mm. what you need to know. I think it suited our agenda, not that we've got one, <laughs> for a bit. And it just tried to put people in to some kind of perspective amongst a number of manic episodes that mm. I was seeing played out on social media. However, mm. from, from the social media reaction, from the eye test, from people who watched on TV... Everything seeing was quite bad at the moment. And that was all because there was a 90-minute performance that didn't show any improvement on the horror show that we had against Arsenal. With Arsenal, you can maybe quantify it. You're playing a, a team that's done amazingly well. They've just beaten Manchester City to go joint top of the league. They're a class side. Yeah. Everton, no disrespect intended, because you know some of their results may not have um, shown their true qualities recently. They're not up to that level. Mm. So we wanted to go there and show some fight and we wanted to compete, but we we just didn't do that. No, we didn't, mate. Um, disappointing, there's no Volker in this, got to be honest. Um, no, listen, um, yeah, onto the base, I think, I think literally, think of the word base. It is like a little base of going, right, how are we, actually, how are we doing just like in that sense? But yeah, ultimately, um, like you say, it's um, Everton are really bad at home. We, we all know this. And I agree. I think they're, you know, people that like your kind of XG stats and stuff. I think Everton were doing quite well in that. It was more that they weren't finishing their chances and they were letting in silly goals. But yeah, the fact of the matter is they've got a bad record at home for a reason. Um, so any team that goes there is going to gonna feel like they've got a chance. I don't think that's being disrespectful at all. And they look like a team that were just head and shoulders above us. They look like a team full of confidence, which... Shouldn't be the case, um, especially at home. As I say, they haven't even picked up a point there before the game. So they shouldn't have been in any confidence. And I think the problem is we, we've done it a few times now. We, we're we giving the team confidence by giving them a goal. 
um, as we did. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think I said on the vlog, they scored for eight minutes. They were all over us before that. You know, they were all over us in the first seven. But we give them a goal. And then from our perspective, I feel like we're, I mean, we'll come on to it a little bit, but I feel like when we're conceding, we're then going into our shells a little bit and we look devoid of any confidence and bravery. And, you know, the way that obviously Andoni ideally wants us to play, I think the, the players, once you make an error like that, then find it difficult to express themselves as much as Andoni wants. Yeah. Um, and they all, none of them want to take responsibility. So they're all just giving a little pass to their mate and going, go on, you do something, you do something, you do something. Um, and I don't think, and I think when things like this happen, you start looking deeper and you start going, where's the leaders? Where's the, there's a lot of young lads out there. Yeah. You know, where's, who's grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck out there? Who is the one that's going to, and you look at the players and you go, oh, I'm not sure they're, you know, we could even go into last season and go, oh, someone like a learner might put a tackle in that gets everyone going. You know, he's that sort of character. Um, even Lloyd, who obviously there's been question marks over, I think sometimes he shows a bit of quality from the back and you think, okay, and I, I looked at the team when we went a goal down and we were making a few errors and I didn't see I didn't see anyone that could get us out of it, really. Um, and that's including the substitutes bench. And that's a that's a, a squad full of really talented footballers. But when you start seeing what's happening, you go, is that where you need a little bit more than that? Um, and then they, Everton had it. I don't think Everton had any better footballers on, on paper, but they had a few players that... You know, went to war for him and made sure they got the three points. Mm. And under Sean Dyche, you're you're always going to get that response, especially when their backs are against the walls. And I think that they probably had the same uh, aspersions cast on them before the game on Saturday as we did maybe a couple of games ago, where we could explain, look, yeah, we are teetering at the at the base of the table or the bottom of the table, but we're we're seeing some good performances. We're we're shooting. We're doing some good things and. That's, that's what the Everton fans said on the YouTube comments, because in our pinned comment on the vlog that I posted on Sunday morning, I said, you know, just tell us what you thought. And that was for both Cherries fans and Everton fans. And Everton fans came back and said the loot result last week was an absolute fluke. I wouldn't read into that too much. Someone else said, an Arsenal fan here, and I can tell you that Goodison is never an easy place to go to, no matter what Everton's form was. Another person said, you just caught the backlash from Luton. To be fair, we've created 44 chances on goal over the last eight games and just haven't converted. It's fair to say, if it's if it's luck or judgment, I'm probably more judgment than luck. They seem to do a lot of them against Bournemouth because we were poor and the 3-0 scoreline, mm. I mean, obviously we were there, we saw it, but even watching things like Match of the Day or little highlights reel, flattered us so much yeah dude. it could have been five or six easily yeah and what's worrying is that okay rock and roll football chaotic organized chaos so if they're if they're maybe should be scoring six we should be scoring five mm. uh, we we barely had any chances apart from when Kiefer Moore came on in the last 10-15 minutes yeah and you just chuck a few balls in like you say you got his head in a couple but um yeah that, that's that's it bang on I think that I always said when we obviously made the change that the change clearly wasn't... I wasn't kind of um, excited about the change because that would change the result necessarily because we stayed up comfortably in the end of games to spare and I'll, I'll always take that at the moment, um, being the, the club we are and you know hopefully build from there. It was more the fact that I was falling asleep watching games. It was so boring and I thought, oh... All I know about this manager and all everyone's telling me, this this coach, is that it's going to be exciting. So I can always accept defeats. We're Bournemouth fans. We know what it's like to, to lose football matches. Um, I just thought at least it will be better on the iron. We'll have a go. Um, 
and that's why and I could kind of put that to the side when you're playing against teams like Arsenal because you have to kind of you obviously don't want to do that all the time because you think come on you want to be competitive in them games but they're 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 a class side and we're still learning but yeah when you go to to somewhere like Everton where like I said they they haven't got anything at Goodison you want to at least create some stuff um and we really we never looked like creating anything I don't there was no rock and roll football there whatsoever. It was it was dire, absolutely dire. We can we can't defend, and and then we never look like we can score either. It was just everything really was was really really bad. And there's no there's no real surprise that they've suddenly got the goals that they haven't been getting at Goodison, um, and could have got more because you know defensively you're absolutely all over the place. Mm. Um, our goalkeeper is awful at the moment, in my opinion. And yeah, I just. I, I just don't see anything really, and and that's that's to make it certain. Like you said, I don't, I don't mind if we lose games. And there was, I think it was um, Alex Doyle actually on Twitter. If it wasn't, I apologize. I think it was his tweet that um, said that it feels like well, at the Brighton game there was a lot of positives in that game. I remember that first half. I remember thinking, I tell you what, look at this Brighton side to go toe to toe with them. Yeah, they're a bloody good side, and we're having a go here, and we might lose the game, which we ended up doing. But you know, fair play for us for going for it because we lost last season when we didn't try. Uh, you know, um, time in cheap. You know what I'm trying to say, and. And then since Kirk has his own goal, this is what Alex put, everything's gone downhill. Like, it's been awful ever since that own goal. Yeah. Whereas just moments before that own goal, I think, I'll tell you what, we're, here we go. Here we go. I'm starting to get it. And then since then, and all I could put that down to is, is, is a lot of it is down to confidence, in my opinion, because we did see in them really early games, and like I say, that Brighton game, Brent, Brentford game, moments against West Ham and Anfield, thought, okay, I can see a little sprinkle of rock and roll like we're really going for teams and then since we kind of threw it away at Brighton it feels like the lads haven't got the confidence to do that anymore um, for whatever reason and yeah and, and whatever we're trying to do just isn't happening at the moment and obviously if you're going to try and be a little bit open then you need to defend well and we certainly ain't doing that either it made me chuckle full time when I saw a stat that we got uh, 666 touches in the game, which and it was a devilish mm. ball. It's not in a good way. That was actually Sean Dyche's sixth win in a row in the league against AFC Bournemouth. But I wouldn't say the writing was on the wall because that's harsh. But yeah. uh, chatting to you, chatting to uh, Trevor, chatting to a number of people in the pub beforehand, there were a few surprises with the with the team lineup when it was named. Mm. Uh, mainly down to why he's choosing certain players to go into certain positions. And Watara is a player that. Obviously, we all want him to do well, but we're finding him a frustrating watch at the moment. There's got to be a reason why he's played. Maybe he's trying to play him back into confidence or something. I don't quite know, but his inclusion raised the eyebrows of many. And as the as the game progressed, uh, we just sort of rolled our eyes a little bit in disappointment. Yeah, it was a real concern. And as I say, we've kind of made uh, the odd change here and there uh, quite often this season. But I think whether it's been surprise or not, I've never been... What I would say is disappointed with the lineup. I've always thought, oh, I thought, I thought he'd play so many weeks playing Tyler. Like there was no real. This is the first time I thought, oh, I'm not sure about that. Um, in terms of in terms of theirs, they were pretty much. I mean, obviously didn't go for Arnie. Um, I thought they might, but um, it was weird actually because there was a. I remember being confused during the game. I thought I was watching it going. It said Anana's not playing, but apparently Anana was on the bench. And then um, was it Garner Gay who was supposed to be starting got injured in the wall? Right. So that's why Nana ended up playing. Um, I think Mark behind me was going, you said he won't play. I said, oh, no, Tiffany was. Um, and then obviously McNeil played as well and, and Harrison. But yeah, I, I was very surprised. I mean, the, uh, initially, I, I think I said to you, mate, I was trying to work out what I thought he was doing. I thought, okay, if he's decided whether that's right or wrong, I didn't really get it. But he's obviously decided he wanted Smith in a right back for a game. Okay, 
So then I thought, okay, so does that mean he's thinking him and Watara played a lot last season, back in the last season on that right side? Yeah. So I thought, okay, maybe he's looking for a partnership. Okay, kind of get it a little bit more now. Then the game starts and Watara's on the left. He does switch at some point. He does. They they do switch a lot. But yeah, it didn't really make too much sense to me. And, and as you say, Matt, I don't really understand. He's clearly our, I mean, Sinistero obviously has had very little minutes, but he's clearly our, our uh, least performing winger at the moment. And we know how many options we've got there. So it's a bit baffling. Um, the Stoke game I understood in the cup because he played him. He wasn't playing very well. And he kept him on all game. And I thought, that's fair enough. It's a cup game. We won it. Keep him on, you know, get him into some form. He, he's missed pre-season. But to start him in this game uh, really did baffle me. And then... Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, I really wanted to be be proven wrong there and then just have a storm where I think, God, I'm glad I'm not a gaffer because he knows a lot more than me. But unfortunately, Watara was absolutely hopeless. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's worrying. And obviously, we're going to more in the game. But, you know, I only just, I was thinking all game, how many I not got? And then I thought afterwards, and Clive was on the bench as well. I don't know until not get a minute, by the way. And you went down and you didn't see the moment from Dongo that just, just summed up his, his performance. Yeah, I well, really want him to work and credit to the Bournemouth fans for clapping him off. Um it showed a lot of character from the Bournemouth fans. I know we're loyal and we'll always get behind our men. But there could have been boos or there could have been groans. There there weren't. So in you know, I I really hope yeah it turns for him. But I'd like to I'd like to think that that sort of stuff only it only comes if you think they're not um giving their all and kind of shirk a responsibility. And I wouldn't say that about Dongo. Like, he, it's not a player that doesn't care, in my opinion. It's just not happening. It's just not happening for him. His first touch ain't right. He can't sing. Nothing he does seems to work at the moment. But it's not that he's just walking around not caring. Um, he's just, just not being very good. And, you know, that, that happens and people go for a bad run. Um, and maybe it's catch something for him a little bit. They had no preseason. I wonder if um, maybe he's come out the foreign line. Having said that, I don't know. I assume he's going away international duty. Maybe a goal or something out there. Might do him good. Who knows? Because he showed size last season. I remember the game at home in Liverpool. We won and obviously got the winner at Tottenham. There's a player in there. I just think he's he's still a young lad. Um, and I don't think he's quite ready yet to be starting again. Where is his name? And does raise eyebrows. I think it's contagious because now I think we're also going to be looking at other players. After the last 90 minutes, we're going to be looking at Neto. We're going to be looking at Zavani. And there will be a few inclusions that will cause that. And uh, look, we, we really do need a win. And it, it just seems to be at the moment, there's not a lot going right. And we do we do need patience as fans. But the question has to be how much patience. There are people on social media talking about who's going to be the next Premier League sacking. And people have said that Iriola needs to go. And those uh, words on oh, only a few cherry lips at the moment. I'm going to look while we're talking just because I'm interested to see if he is the favourite. I think Hashley Bottom. It's not a bad chance. He's top. And then I think there's one other. And then I think he's third oh, okay. at, at the moment. I don't know. The, you've got the latest odds, I'm sure, coming up. But Oh, I have right this second. In, um, it's, uh, yeah, Hacking Bottom is the favourite, but Iriola's now gone to second. He's gone um, over okay. Ken Hag and Compady. So, yeah. Um, Literally, yeah, and I remember like kind of before the game and stuff, he was, yeah, like you say, he was a lot further down on the odds. So, yeah, but um, as I say, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think the worrying thing is because people would say, I've seen a few people say, like, you didn't expect to get anything until Everton. And so basically, you've you lost one football match you thought you'd win. That's mental to then say, you know, say, oh, I agree. I think that the problem... That's what I mean, the talk's baffling, but in the same breath, yeah. you can understand. Well, what I was going to say is that I think, uh, you know, we have played... Like, uh, you know, shown signs of Anfield in the Brighton game, etc. In the last couple, or at least Everton, you'd go, listen, this is awful at the moment, but there's signs that it's going to take a long time. I've said this consistently 
to change the whole style of football. Um, you know, with with new players added to that as well, injuries. So it's the, the my worry. It was after the Arsenal game that I kind of thought, well, hang on, let's see Everton because as I as we've alluded to, my worry is in the last two games there has been no identity of irreversible at all. Mm-hmm. So so now I'm starting to think, hang on, is he are these players? One are these players uh, suited to his style? Has he got the right players for his style, or is his style and his messages not getting across to those players? Mm-hmm. Because we're we're not looking like we're looking no different in the last couple. Well, we did last season. When you look at that starting lineup, there's only one of the players mm. on the pitch that he's actually brought in or has been brought in in the summer transfer window, which is Kirkus. Just one. Mm. So all the rest of them would have been used to playing a different style under O'Neill. Mm. But if you if you look to the bench, you've got Max Ahrens, mm. you've got Radu, you've got Triore. Technically, he signed. Yeah. In the summer transfer window, got Cliver, yeah, Sinistera, yeah. Yet he's picking a side that is more used to playing a different yeah. style of football. So why is that? Yeah, it seems to be it seems to be very odd. And look, there's, I think people are frustrated, and I think the frustration is exacerbated by the money we've spent. Um, yeah, we're as a club, we're we're taking more money in. People have parted with more money than ever before to clothe their children in AFC Bournemouth stuff kits, training kits and stuff. And I think there's a there's a number of factors that we're all asking questions about, which include recruitment of players, that are, you know, obviously the management of Iriola, the players themselves, the tactics, but also this sort of negative sentiment that seems to be going around the club at the moment. And that's both on and off the pitch. We're pondering things like, are, are we running before we can walk? Are we trying to maybe do too much too quickly? And, has there been a naivety in thinking that splashing the cash just will equal success? Because I think in many ways, Tom, we've maybe been led up the garden path emotionally by all this spending and all the mentions of Europe in five years and all the kind of stuff. But actually, should we just maybe pull us back in a little bit and just think this is a transitional season and we just need to get through it before we start seeing the fruits of what Andoni Areola can do? Mm. It's hard is it's hard to think that though when you've got all this like talent. Yeah, it comes through your door, though, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and then when you're a Bournemouth fan as well, you're not used to this kind of stuff. The spending all this money is a little bit new to us. So I think, you know, in the last year, we've literally, I mean, if you had said to me, you know, it was about a year ago, wasn't it, the new ownership, um, and you had said to me, you know, you're going to get a manager in that's, that's used to kind of really attacking, exciting football uh, compared to the one you've got currently. This is from talking a year ago. You're going to get new ownership in. They're going to spend, you know, over 150 million quid. You're going to get players in that are wanted by, you know, you think, how are they coming aboard with Sabanis, Kirkes, Adams, Scott, Sinister? These sort of players are going to come into the club. Um, you're going to be, I'm going to be like, oh my God, this is exciting. It'd be mad for me not to get excited from where we've been at Bournemouth. Was it Zabani that's on Football Manager or FIFA or something? He's supposed to be a... Yeah, he's a one. I was about to say, because the way that first goal happened, I thought it might as well be FIFA when I'm playing because I'm crap at consoles and it's just one slip of the finger yeah. and then... But yeah, you're right. It's the excitement we, levels. It, it is. It and is. they were, like I say, they were all there with the new ownership and they were all there with this new coach that we're bringing in that's all going to be excited. And then they were just elevated by the, the money we were spending and on paper, the quality of player. And then as you say, if you take, take a step back a little bit and try and take the emotion out of it and go, right, what I've seen so far is, are the, is the recruitment actually players that suit this style? Is Iriola managing to get this message across? Is his style that he wanted to do in Spain suited to England? Is he, you know, is it working? Clearly not at the moment. Um, and a lot of the, and now I'm starting to go. Hang on a minute. We've got a 19-year-old kid at left back. He's we've got no other left back at the football club. 
Um, we got two. We got a couple of injuries at the back, so obviously we look really scarce there. I'm not confident with the goalkeeper, and then I've seen the backup goalkeeper, and he doesn't look any good. Then the third goalkeeper, and I don't even know. I've only realised we still had him when he was in the team photo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go, well, we lost Lerner. Oh well, we spent loads of money. We haven't got a defensive midfield player available. We had a year. We had a oh, year no. knowing that he was flankly ready to go. We've got Kiefer Moore. No disrespect, but so then you start going well. Hang on a minute, but I was really excited by the recruitment. And, and you started to question yourself, going, why was I excited? And then you started to think, is it just a little bit football manager? And you're just buying these players that look cool and look sexy. And you haven't really looked at the fact that they're always injured or the fact that we don't need a fifth winger. We probably need a defensive midfield player. Um, and all this stuff starts coming to red because of of what you're seeing on the pitch. Um, well, is it footy manager, but on a smaller s- scale, maybe? Because it feels, that way, it, it, it feels like they're... D- you know, I think that you know they obviously know the style that Iriola wants to implement, and they're getting the players that have got the attributes to mm-hmm. to match it. But just something, something isn't working. Now, I just comment on a few things on social media over the weekend. You know, Gary O'Neill, we got a point at home against uh, Aston Villa, I think, yesterday. Brilliant uh, performance from them. Maybe was it? I don't know. I mean, it was it was one all against Villa, high flying. However, there's a lot of I don't know why there's a lot of binary opinion out there mm. uh, about we you know like we should have kept O'Neill. It's always going to be the case if this didn't work. But the simple fact is there is a there is a world where um, getting rid of O'Neill and getting Iriola don't have to coincide in terms of you can think that O'Ne- getting rid of O'Neill for Iriola was the right call, but it hasn't worked. But that doesn't mean we should have kept O'Neill. That's mad madness. I yeah. Let's let's remember. By the way, I, I remember saying to you after the game, I said. That was so bad. That was the worst away performance. And I went, oh, since probably Palace. Yeah. Like, because really, I know now everyone will probably say that was much worse. I remember being there. It was absolutely horrific. And we went on runs where we couldn't even get a shot off, like consistently. I think we went nine games without a win. And it was, but we barely had a shot in that time. Um, let, you know, less, everyone's got short memories. Everyone's got short memories and on what we're watching. And listen, we've all said loads of times after Kiel Peter himself that he got the job done, fair play to him. And if he had, we didn't expect him to go. Um, they obviously took a took that gamble because of Iriola. Um, But to, to judge Iriola after this many games and say O'Neill's better is absolutely madness. I think if he's that good, well, how come if we beat him in a few weeks, we're only two points behind the bloody team? Yeah, I, and also, you know, like like you say, there was some, I mean, that Palace, home and away, West Ham, home and away. Saints at home was, was absolutely diabolical. And there are a number of, performances that you can look back at as being on par with what we saw mm. under Iriola against Everton. But, you know, that said, hang on, Gary O'Neill beat Man City, though. Yeah, but he also beat Liverpool. He also beat Spurs, like, when he was playing for us as well. These isolated results will happen. And I do, I think it was a tweet from Sophie on X who said, uh, just because it's not working, it doesn't mean he was any good or it was the right decision to get rid of him regardless if this works out or not some very short memories out there yeah and i think 100 and also you, it's clear that different managers suit different clubs and you know you always have this whereby a manager does brilliant at one club but maybe just doesn't quite work at another and it you know maybe that yeah he he does do well at walls and yeah. fair play to him but that doesn't mean he was therefore brilliant for us and it's clear we are working towards yeah. Uh, vision. I think there's a lot of weird Schaudenflauder going on, even with AFC Bournemouth fans that are looking at the Wolves games, mm. tweeting about it and stuff, yeah. and almost laughing to himself that they've got the upper hand morally because, oh, Wolves got another point, but Bournemouth, haha, you didn't. I was right, you were wrong. This point scoring is with 
Yeah. It's it's the most disuniting kind of stuff, an mm. unlikable sort of behaviour. I really don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I think you uh, you have, kind of like you do in a football stadium where you have a bit of, um, you know, banner and stuff. But you're doing that with the opposition. Yeah, with the opposition fans, but that's what I was going to say. So I kind of, uh, you know, I uh, don't want to uh, sound like I'm, uh, you know, uh, what's, what's the word, um, hypocritical. Because I'm, I'm, I'm one of them ones, I think it was the Ipswich game in a cup, I went... Wolves are 2 nil up. Well, I wonder what's going to happen there. Yeah, but I'm just having a laugh. I don't actually care. Who do we, who do I care if Wolves ever in the cup or not? I can give it. You know what I mean? I care about, about us. And at the end of the day, at the moment, I would say, you know, the win against City is bloody impressive. Anyone with BC um, is impressive. Yeah, given that 100%. And I think I straight after I went, oh, God, he's had one over me there. You know, we're just having a laugh there. But in the grand scheme of things, I just want Wolves to do well. The reason I probably, you know, say um, at the weekend, what in Villa to win, because I, I would think, I mean, tell me if I'm not, that we have been closer to the Wolves this season than Villa. Yeah. So I'd rather them teams win them games, uh, just like I wanted Newcastle to beat West Ham, because we might be slightly closer to the West Ham. Probably not going to be close to either of them. But that's just what you do, because I care about Bournemouth. Um, but in general, I think if you spoke to Wolves fans, or um, you know just looked at in general, I'd say, you know, Wolves are about where I think they shouldn't be. There was a real surprise result, which was really good for them. Um, like, say, the City one. But really, I think, I've watched them a few times, I think kind of what I expect, a lot of it's very similar. They they certainly look more organised than we do defensively, but they don't create much until someone does a bit of brilliance. We had a lot with Tavernier. They I think Neto, Neto is, well, honestly, that guy, I I, I checked her weirdly because I thought, well, how old is Neto? He's only 23, I'll tell you what they're going to do. He's got him, so no disrespect to Wolves, but he's got to go to Europe. Uh, yeah, he is unbelievable. Um so, yeah, I, I wish I would think potentially we'd have a few more points we had him on our wing. But listen, yeah, I, I you know, they're doing all right. I can give a shit to be honest with you. I care next time because we're playing them. Yeah. But um, if, if they come if they come mid-table um, or similar to what they did last season and Gary stays on the whole season, then I'll go, and we go, say we go down, I'll go, we're wrong. He's obviously a better manager than we thought. We're in October. Um, and at the moment... I still think we've got a very good chance of, of finishing around similar spots. Um, I think the squads, there's not a lot in it. I think they've probably got a little bit more continuity there because we've got a lot of other players than they have. But um, yeah, if they if they were to finish, say, mid-table, you go, fair play, Gary. I didn't think you had that in you. I think we to struggle more. Um, well done, mate. Someone sent me a screenshot of something that someone said on a Facebook group i don't i have got facebook but i don't use it to call the groups but uh apparently we're we're pitiful youtubers by the way when we use yours parody parody we um then they get good money (laughs) (laughs) we uh we reveled and laughed at o'neill's did we Uh, he laughed at his departure no i'll go back to our video when we let him go i think we spoke we spoke to mark mccallum didn't we i remember coming on the show and we said that I think actually, I remember liking it because Mark McAdam um, said wise words to me. Because I, I said, yeah. I said, surely this is a, I've something along the lines, surely this is a case of Iroda's available and they didn't want to miss out because they like him rather than thinking O'Neill's not good enough. And that was when Mark said, yeah, absolutely. I think Bournemouth were happy to go into the season with Gary, but it was because Andoni was available. But yeah, we didn't come, we, we came on and we're like, oh, bloody hell, this is a bit exciting. We've got a new manager, what's going on here? But we certainly were. They're like, he's gone. Yeah. Not at all. We kept us up. I think. I think the frustration is because we're, you know, Gary O'Neill was a was a Bournemouth was a Bournemouth manager of the there and then, whereas Andoni Areola is a manager of the of the future. Yeah, and he's you know a manager that's working towards a vision, something that isn't there yet, but something that we want to get to. Uh, so we, you know, we've taken a risk in that. We've yeah. taken a risk by getting him on. So. And it's never going to work first time. I mean, like the order of the ingredients when you're making particular recipes, yeah, I think is important, and it is important. It's say if you're not bad in the kitchen, it's not say, say if you're making a you know a casserole like with a bit of bacon in, yeah. put the bacon in at the, at the very beginning. 
because then the juices and the taste from the bacon then infuse you know just chuck it on at the end because it's not the same at the moment i feel as though he's got ingredients that he can't quite use he can't open the packet like he can't open that bacon packet we've all tried to do that that vacuum back stuff it's impossible alex scott nowhere to be seen tyler adams you can't even open him uh, i think that when that is chucked into the mix i genuinely think it's going to be so it's going to be exactly what we need. What are you doing there? Oh, I just can't look. Inside. But, um, I, yeah, no, I get you. What was, what I was going to, I get what you're, I do get what you're saying, um, even though I can't, I can barely do toast. But, yeah, what, what I would say is I think, um, I remember when I first started being a YouTuber. Um, no, but when I first started coming on and we started like COVID time and that, yeah. I remember I got, which I get now, and I, you know, I was, I kind of tried to back Jason because of the fact that he was our number two and I loved him. But, what everyone come back at me, which I would say, yeah, fair play. I was just trying to get behind him um, because I love Tyndall. Was CD? There's no CD. He's got no CD. Why are we behind someone no CD? And then we got Woodgate. Well, he's got no CD. Why are we behind someone no CD? And then, well, Iriola CV. Look at his compared to Gary O'Neill. And and now I gotta say I'm glad we've got Ando Iriola. And people sound laugh. Like, I don't. Yeah, you can't seem to win. But yeah, um, I, I think that's a fair point. I think O'Neill was perfect for the hero. I actually think if he we are this going over old ground obviously got the, the job done at the end but I always felt that he was perfect interim a bit like Woodgate was in LB he was perfect because he was brilliant at the interim yeah. when he got the permanent job it kind of didn't didn't work as much but um, well according to the baseline track he wasn't even that good at the interim going from zero to minus two. Oh no we're not going to use that as last but yeah and look, um, let's just talk about what happened in the game yesterday then because oh, I just find that it's so weird because we've got a particular style this kind of marauding style overlapping Full backs, all this kind of stuff, and I just didn't see it. And Dom Solanke, you think he said it on the fan cams and maybe even throughout the vlog that we just looked so isolated at times. There was a particular tactic that we seemed to be using, mm. and that was Marcus Sanessi invariably trying to pump the ball over the top to Donga Watara, who rarely won it, to be honest. And then mm. I think Zavani was trying to do so from the other side, and the ball was played into Dom Solanke early, but there seemed to be this gargantuan amount of space between him yeah. and the midfielders. I just wonder whether. The loss of not having a Jefferson Lerma or a Tyler Adams, who's obviously injured, mm. where the players are just like too many players are trying to make up for it almost because yeah. he's just he you know he's so crucial to how we play. Yet mm. Dom's up there on his own. The winners are so wide. There's just a massive amount of space. Whereas when when Everton attacked, mm. little old Everton. Now, no disrespect, but you know a team that a lot of people are thinking are going to go down and stuff. They were brilliant. Yeah, they were. They were really good. Yeah. And they were, you know, they were sending men forward. They were underlapping. They were overlapping. Loads of options. Dom didn't have anything when he was up there. No, and I mean, just quickly on the point before I forget, because we were talking about Watara, that's the only other thing that I was going to mention in terms of his inclusion. Uh, because of the way, like you said, Celeste was playing them, was he think, cause he, did he think that was a tactic? Um, Ashley Young's not the biggest. To stretch them. And Dango is a little bit, well, he is actually a lot better than all our other wingers in the air normally. Yeah. So was he thinking Ashley Young's quite small? We can target that. That's all I'm, and that's why we started on the left. That's all I'm just trying to make a point there for, for the selection, not that it worked. But yeah, I agree. And what I've, I've, I've gone over this a few times, um, but what we always say about Dom being isolated. What's mad is that the ball goes up with Dom, and like you said, there's a massive gap. No one's near him. Then their ball goes up to, on this occasion, Calvert-Lewin. And there's a massive gap. Where's everyone else? Yeah. Because the defenders always look like they're on their own and they're in. Every time they go forward, they're in. Every time we go forward, there's no one there. So where are all the players? <laughs> I don't really understand where everyone is. My concern in the last few games is I don't know if them players know where they're supposed to be. 
No. That's my concern. It doesn't. It just doesn't look right. It doesn't look like anyone really is sure of of their role. There's times where Lewis, you can see him kind of thinking, "Oh, I'm the defensive midfield player here. I'll sit." Here. And then other times he's charging forward, yeah. like he's being told, "No, go and press." But then he's like, "But then I'm leaving a hole." But am I supposed to press? And it all just feels a little bit. Um, does feel a bit chaotic, to be fair. But, but it's, it's it's not not with any sort of um, organisation about it at all. No sort. Of, it just doesn't seem like the players understand. Well, I might be completely wrong. It just might not be implemented well. But to me, on the eye, it doesn't look like they, they get what they're being told to do. I mean, Phil Billing is still being played too deep. Uh, I mean, the fact that when Zabani made his his error yeah. to set James Garler in, the fact that Phil Bill was the, his, like the nearest player to a centre-back that was dribbling it out, yeah. perhaps says at all, we should have been a lot further on the pitch. So you're just thinking... You know where Dom Solanke was. There was no one around him. So, yeah, it's a it's a big concern. Zabali is one of the players that I had concerns after that ninety minutes that slip, and there was a moment at the start of the mm. second half that I didn't even see. Actually, by the way, he was on match of the day. Yeah, I didn't see that. Much. Yeah, he just slipped. He just slipped, and I think was it Decore who managed yeah. to get a shot goal. But my goodness me, re- really bad. He sort of. He was going to play it out wide, then he decided to go back, lost the ball, and then there was a shot on goal. Yeah. Well, also, I personally think that's the... This is just my personal opinion. Some people have said that they've seen that coming. I personally think that's, his, that's by far his worst game. I don't think he's been a bad, bad for us. No, like, no. Even in the last game before, I know he was all right in his duels. Like, he hasn't been unbelievable lately. But I think he's been pretty consistent, and that was an awful game. Whereas Senesi, I think since kind of the Swansea Cup game... Because you remember he got dropped for Kelly, and then he had to come back here because of Kelly's injury. I think he's been hopeless. And I don't know what's happened because he was brilliant before that. So, Sinesi, I think he's been consistently having bad weeks. Whereas Zabadi, I felt like it was, a, I'm hoping, a one-off. But do you think it's too much too quickly? Because they're obviously being told to play a different way. But also, you know, on the ball as well. They need to get a feel for the ball when yeah. maybe previously in their previous clubs, they didn't they didn't play to that style. No. And, you know, Zabadi's been expected to like dribble that out. And he's yeah. not only doing that, he's trying to work out who he's passing to next. It's a lot. Yeah. that we seem to be deploying fairly quickly. No wonder it's all going wrong. Yeah, yeah, potentially. And I think I remember seeing Zavardi not that long ago against England for the Ukraine where he was in his pocket Harry Kane all game. Because all he was doing was just stood there winning his jewels. He's quite good at his jewels, like, um, and obviously he's a, bit, he's a big lump, really. And then he was just clearing stuff and head stuff, but he wasn't overcomplicating it. It feels like he's, you know, when he takes that drive inside, I think he thinks, oh, I need to go into the space so this is kind of what I'm supposed to do and he's not comfortable to him. And all things like that could come in time. These are young players. You know, I'm over a decade older than Zabani, for God's sake. Um, so, yeah, th- this can come. But unfortunately, at the moment, we've got golf ball we're watching. At the moment, we are hopeful it will come. But right now, it, it isn't happening, mate. And, yeah, it's a, it's a worry. So he's one that was uh, obviously at fault. Was Neto uh, 50-50 on this because I think he, fla- he flails. I chat to John Spark at half-time. He sort of said, oh, maybe you can forgive it because he got a little bit of a push or a shove or something like that. He clicked was clattered into but he had a couple of moments where he's always being advised to punch out but that last one especially uh was a, what i mean what a goal by the way what i want controlled beautiful strike and it's always better when it hits the underside of the yeah. and goes in as well it looked didn't amazing. realize how good it was though. yeah re- really good really good control finish but yeah oh, you, you were getting very irate yeah and i think people were yeah and i, I always try and carry there because i'd like to say that when he came into the club I think it was a Forest wasn't it um, his first game under O'Neill um, after a 9-0 defeat he come in and he calmed the place down it felt like we had a, goal, a Brazilian international goalkeeper that's played for Barcelona in the sticks and, 
and he really helped us last season. This season, personally for me, I, I don't see a good goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, yeah. People bring chuck stats sometimes with saves and that does my head in because the amount of chances we give up, he's going to save some. Surely he's a goalkeeper. That's what yeah. he's supposed to do. Um, you know, and I think he made one save and it was a right reaction, a straight down in the throat. Yeah. I should say, if he doesn't save that, Jesus. Yeah. First goal, I thought, I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt um, because I think that he's trying to look around Lewis Cook, you know, when Garner just, but he actually hits that shot straight down the middle. He uses him as a shield. Yeah, he does do it well, so I'm not going to go. But you know when there's sometimes when there's goalkeepers that punch a lot, you know, a lot of goalkeepers like to punch, but you feel like they're in control. Like when a cross is coming in, a punch, if that's a good punch, you come in and you get in control of the situation, just punch it out. Every cross that comes in, and I'm telling you, they were targeting him. They were targeting him early. And the crosses, he looks like he don't know what he's... Sometimes he comes, sometimes he's done. Even the last goal, he's, look, he's cutting the crosses goal. He's always in his own net after time. And even after Calvert-Lewin hit the crossbar, he grabs the ball, rolls it out. straight. I think he's trying to get Solanke. He didn't go and set it. There's one point where we're playing... And I think someone says go low, one of the players, can't remember who it was. And he just like just dinks it straight back to that. I think his distribution's all over the place. And I, yeah. Do you think our captains are are struggling under the weight of having the armband because Lloyd did. They yeah. get I mean just trying to think who was the last captain for FC Bournemouth that you thought he's he's a captain. Steve Cook, maybe? Steve Cook. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah, but that's about Tommy Elphick, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I think it's a, it's a weird one. I always felt like Kelly was was fine when Kale was next to him and then he started struggling when um Kale come out. I think now Phillips come in and then it it struggled a little bit. But you were gonna yeah, he had Kale next to him. But yeah, I mean, that's something you could look into a little bit, I guess. Um, just, yeah, just at the moment, just off the eye test, for me personally, I don't think we've got a very good goalkeeper. And that's just me being honest. I honestly don't think he's he's, he's that good. I, I don't, he's not very good at kicking it. I don't like him from crosses. There's been a lot of goals that we've uh, said prior to this show that he's already in the net when they, and oh, I just, yeah, I'm not convinced, mate. And But my, but don't get me wrong, I We've only seen a very short amount um, against Stokey enough to do. And in the Swansea game, I wasn't convinced by the little thing I saw with Radu. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a concern. And it's and then you start looking at things, don't you? And I go, that's me big of this at QPR. Oh, I mean, with him back. And also, was Travers ever that bad? And... I think I think the difference is, I think, don't get me wrong, I always felt we'd always do that as football fans. We'd always question, oh, yeah, ben, of course. You know, ben Pearson could do a job now. Like, the... Yeah. Oh, Ben Pearson would get the team now. So would so would Tariki Dembele and Jake Nantley, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. However, at the moment, but yeah, I think I think Travers. My concern with Travers was always being commanding from crosses. Yeah. But the goalkeeper we've we've got now, I don't think is commanding from crosses either. No, no, um, I just think there would be a lot of criticism if he was a young goalkeeper. You guys not ready. I think because he's old and an experienced goalkeeper, all going. Well, he must be good. Well, actually, maybe he's not. A... I hope it all changes because um, I think it was the Chelsea game. He had a very very good game. Um, so yeah, I hope it will change. I just yeah, I I worry. I, I, maybe it's part of as well. He's you know he's not trusting the players in front of him as much, and there's just this whole collective thing that just spoils through. And you know because listen, no one had a good game. Um, if I I said it on my player ratings that I do on the Telegram that the only player that I gave an average mark that then ends up having to be out of the match was Marcus Tavernier, and that was only because I felt that he actually tried to run at people and he tried to make things happen. It never really paid off. But he tried, and he played right wing, left wing, left back, right back, all over the place, and he he tried to make things happen. Apart from that, I think Rothwell was okay when he came on. Um, I thought everyone else was was pretty rubbish. Yeah, I think a lot of people were mentioning Iriola and the way he handled certain questions. And I think obviously when he's going to be asked about his own player, you're going to defend him. You're not going to throw 
Neto under the oh. gone though publicly, and there are a few people saying, "Well, he's not telling it as it is, like he has done so far. He's changing." That's that. We that's not. The remember case. why we got rid of Scott Parker, by the way? Yeah, he's exactly. come out and gone. Our goalkeeper was useless today. Yeah. I was surprised that he said he's doing well. Yeah, he's not doing well, is he? No. But I think he just should have said, "Look, we let in, we let in stupid goals today. Yeah. No, I'm not, no, it's a collective. No one's yeah. at fault." Um, but yeah, I, I don't want him to come out and uh, have a go at individual players. I'd be mad. Someone said something on. X, X. I looked at it and I just thought, yeah, maybe you're right. Does this, in some ways, remind you of Eddie's last season? No, I don't say that. But in a way, we, you know, we had some, we had a, yeah, we used to bring on Sam Sarge, bring on Keith in there. <laughs> oh, God. But, but we had a, we, you know, we had a bloody good squad. Yeah, we really did. And we, and we so underperformed. Yeah. We so underperformed and. And it was pretty dull, wasn't it? Yeah, I especially for Eddie Alpha football that we all gnawed about, and rightly so, I think we're. So this is this is you know this is the other sort of side of the argument, maybe like is d- does he need to learn another way to play a little bit? I think it's a difficult one because if he if we suddenly completely change the style and rip it all up, I then personally question. I question that because I go, Jesus Christ! If you don't, if I had a manager that we worked all pre-season and playing a certain style and our family games we played seven, eight? Eight. Eight games. He went, we're not doing this anymore. I'll go, bloody hell, you don't bring it, believe in yourself, do you? Jesus, how, why am I going to listen to you if you've ripped up your whole philosophy as a manager in eight games? Um, so yeah, I think there's, there's got to be a balance to that. I think you can keep your style and the way of playing and tweak a few bits. I think you can do that. I think there was even times in certain games of the season where we played certain calibre of opposition and I think Fullbacks, you've been told, don't go too high. That's just a little tweak, isn't it? Yeah. Because you go in, let a think of the opposition. You know, Kirk has had a thing. You got Saka, for example. I was um, wondering whether he whether he picked the players on Saturday with the opposition in mind, always played to the strengths or weaknesses in in his head for the opposition, right? Like playing uh, Dongo Wataru, yeah, and maybe, maybe. where he was up against Ashley Young, yeah, maybe. rather than just concentrate on the things we're good at. I mean, there are a few things that people have suggested on the forums, like go on. Putting Radu in goal. Okay. Uh, when Kelly's fit, playing Mepham and Kelly as our central defensive two. Mepham never really puts a foot wrong. Rothwell and Cook playing them centrally like you maybe have stuff in that laughing at the wall. Phil Bill being closer to Dom, starting with maybe Brooksy or Semenyo. Yeah, who's, who's been, been great because he's a bustling character, isn't he? And I don't know. I mean, what would you do if you were Antonio Riera for the next game? Because yeah, it's a di- I mean it's a difficult one because of the international break. Yeah, Wolves have had a couple of suspensions, by the way, haven't they? Yeah, ideal actually. Uh, Samedo, the good fullback, has picked up his fifth booking, um, and obviously uh, Lamina ex yeah. um sent off, and it was two yellows, so they can't kill him. Really? Um, so that's handy. But um, yeah, I-, I think obviously it's all going to depend because of internationals. You know what's going to happen. You know, we don't- Meps could go out to he's going with Wales, so he could go out there and then go, oh, he's not fit enough. He could go out there and have a blinder. Yeah. And go, let's get him He's full of confidence. So you, you never quite know how they're going to come back. I think he will go Rothwell and Cook with Bill and Closer. And I think he'll be, he will think this is a good re, good way of trying it because I can easily take Christie out because he's the only one out of them yeah. that's going away. Um, and Christie will probably get minutes. So I think he might come out the, you know, this is all a few weeks in advance, of course. But I think then three might play. I think Rothwell, Cook and Billing might be the three. How, how wide, I'm not sure. I'd be very shocked if Dongo starts again. I think Tav's done enough. I think he could play any of the others. It wouldn't shock me if he goes a Cliver um, or Semenyo. I don't I don't think he... I think he likes pace. And I, I don't think he's trusting Brooks out wide. 
But if, if that's the case, I think, okay, well, if Billing's not working, I'd rather Brooks than Christie because at least he, he's got a little bit more in terms of numbers. I would assume Aaron's will come back in. Um, Seller ask a bit. I can't see Kelly being back. I don't know how close he is. You know, this is another thing. He's not going away. So Lloyd Kelly might get a lot of working on the grass and they might realise he's ready. If I'm not being funny, if they're all fully fit, then then Kelly's got to play. And you'd probably say Kelly and Zabani, but let's see how, how Mackham does. So you um, need someone quick and pace up. Yeah, we'd certainly need someone quick and pace up against Neto on their right side because he's quality. It literally, this game could be could all come down to Neto and it could be either of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. That's the, that's the thing. Look, we're, we're Their goalie thinking. was bloody good at the weekend. OJ yeah. Saar, by the way. Jesus. I think that there's a, there's a lot of a lot of negativity brewing there is and this result just exacerbates it really and we've we've talked about the you know even the initial season ticket issues with the women's games bundled in the the, the ticket price rises the removing of the 1910 bar hospitality king's plaza the gimmicks that we don't really want to yet and amid a background of tangible training ground activity though we're we're at a sort of dichotomy like well we can see that stuff's actually happening but the stuff that we're experiencing is not particularly good and amid these price rises and sacrifices that us fans are having to go through i think you know it could all be forgiven if things were on the on the pitch going well at the moment they're not yeah we've we've got to we we have to have faith but obviously we'll continue to ask the questions and on yeah. on social media it, it is toxic oh if i could say one thing just just take a breath. We're, we need to get behind the manager. Even at 2-0 two, two down, we were still singing Neroyola's name, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, inside Goodison Park, those were singing his name. And yeah, we're all saying the things we're saying on social media, but we are still behind him. And clapped him off and he got... And to be fair, because I know earlier in the season, people were saying about him not coming over. He came over yeah. in front of it, by the way. He yeah. right over in front of the fans. Yeah. And, that's so, and also, Robert Zerby's start at Brighton was not pretty at all. Ooh, I'd say, oh, that's going to be exciting, baby. Yeah, I know. And look, it is tough. It's a it's a tough one to, like, to dissect. This isn't the last conversation we're going to be having no. over this next two weeks about this, by the way, because we appreciate it's a shorter second look, but we also realise that you, you don't really want to be sitting through a whole hour of this kind of stuff. Um, remember, you can support the channel by going to afcbpodcast.com forward slash coffee. We truly appreciate all of the lovely comments that we've had. This story, this conversation has not finished for us. Tom, it's yeah. been a pleasure. Yeah, I'll tell you what, mate. Well, it's not here today, right? Last time we won a league game. Remember it? Leeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what do we have at Leeds? The rally flags, baby. Bring the rally flags back. You said about rally flags. That's wins this game. Where is it? There. Come <laughs> on. That's like, well, we've got one. I'll tell you what. Rally bags back. Three points against Wolves. Peace. Come on. You is. Billy. Left footed. It's a cheeky one. Square. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.